Amen. I just want to stay in this place. We're going to do things a little differently this morning. Uh, we're going to do all of our announcements and tithes and all that stuff at the end. But right now, if you could just take a seat and we just want to stay in an attitude of worship this morning, because that's what we're going to be talking about uh, is worship. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. We've been doing this series on the five senses and the first week we talked about hearing the Lord, listening to the Lord. Last week we talked about the pleasing aroma of our prayers. Today we're gonna to be talking about taste. Talking about taste. And I believe this morning, and we've already seen it, it's already happening, that God wants us to taste of his goodness this morning. That it's not just a one-time thing though, that this is the beginning of tasting more and more here at Beaches Chapel and in our lives. We're tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Psalms 23, five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I think about that. Have you ever had anyone come to your house, a guest, a dinner guest, and you've made this big meal, right? Slaved away all day in the kitchen, cleaned the house, and they come over, they sit down at your table, you put the food before them and they don't eat. So you know what, I'm not really hungry or this isn't on my diet or whatever. It can be offensive. It can be very offensive when, when we have guests over and we don't eat what is put in front of them. In some cultures, you can go to someone's house and you might have just had a 20 ounce porterhouse. And if they put food in front of you, you had better eat it. Or you're, not only are you not invited back, but your friendship, your relationship is done. Because when people cook something for you, it means something. When they prepare something for you, it means something. And so here we read out of Psalms 23 that God has prepared a table for us. And we sit at the table and we don't eat. He's calling us to taste and see that he is good. And we have this plate in front of us and we don't eat. Because while we're sitting at the table, we're looking around at the enemy. We're not looking at the plate that is before us, that God has placed before us. And we starve ourselves. We come to church and we're starving. Today, we are going to feast on the goodness of God. We are gonna taste and we are gonna see that he is good. The, the famine is over in Jesus' name. You know, I, 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 hate, I hate this, but I really believe that in the Christian world, in, 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 the, in the Christian environment, the most untapped resource in all of the Christian world is God himself. We use other people, we use pastors, we use devotionals, we use uh, self-help books, Christian radio, and we never go to the source of the person that's putting the plate right before us. God is the most untapped resource in the Christian world. And we wonder why we're at where we're at. I told Jesse uh, last night, I said, it feels like I'm already, I'm three weeks into sharing, didn't take long for me to be feel like I'm repeating myself every Sunday, but I'm okay with that. I really am because I think what God is telling us every single week is come back to me, come back to me, come back to your first love. You've forgotten me, the plate is here and you're not eating. 
He wants us to come back to him, his first love. We've been sleepwalking as a church. We've been sleepwalking through church and it's time that we wake up. And how do we do that? Well, we do it how Beaches Chapel knows and that's through worship. That's the anointing of this house. I asked uh, Trey Hardinger, I don't know if y'all know him. He's one of our drummers in the band. Uh, He's a chef, that's his vocation. He's a classically trained, best food you'll ever taste in your life, chef. And everything that Trey does, he he does like with intensity and 100 miles an hour, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, And as I was preparing to speak this morning, I, I texted him, I said, Trey, if you could say in one thought or in one word or one sentence, what it means to you to cook for your loved ones, for your wife and your daughter, your family, your, your, your close friends. What does, that, what does that mean to you as a chef to cook for people? And immediately the little text bubble dot, dot, dot came up. You know, it's like, oh, he's on it. He's on it. I can't wait. What is he going to say? It's going to be something. It's, gonna, it's not going to be like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's, that's not how Trey rolls. And so it's up there for a second and uh, I'm waiting, staring at my phone for his response. And he, he texts me back the most amazing and perfect answer that I never would have thought of in a million years. He says, it's a tangible transcendence of his soul to cook for people. So when God cooks for us, it is a tangible transcendence of his Holy Spirit in us. And the thing about what God serves, it's not food, it's not chicken or fish, it's his mercy, it's his love. It's his grace and his protection and his provision. It's him saying, I love you. I love you. I love you over and over again. I forgive you. You are mine. That is what he has prepared before us. And what God wants us to do is forget about the enemies around us and start dwelling on him. Start dwelling on him. I almost believe that this verse is in here as a way for God to taunt the enemy. I think he wants the enemy to see us eating of his goodness in their presence. I think he wants the enemy to see us say, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm gonna worship the Lord because he has prepared a table before me and I'm gonna taste and I'm gonna see that he is good. And so we need to stop. We need to stop focusing on the enemy and start focusing on the plate and stop starving and feast in Jesus' name. We're gonna feast in Jesus' name. In 2 Samuel chapter six, David is bringing the ark back into the city. You you might know the stories. If you don't, it's fine. And David is the king. And he has tasted and he's seen that God is good. He's tasted of it. And that is manifested by him worshiping. And I love this story because it does not say that David danced before the Lord. It says that he danced with all of his might before the Lord. You know, it's been a while, but Beaches Chapel, we had a run there for a few years where people were getting married left and right. And I gotta say this, Beaches Chapel people, we know how to throw a wedding, all right? Actually, I should say this, correction. We know how to throw a reception, right? The wedding is the speed bump to the reception. Jesse and I got married and we had an 80s cover band play our reception. 
And it's the best thing ever because every picture of the reception, people, they don't look nice. Like they are dripping with sweat. I, when I say, I mean dripping, the floor was, was slippery, okay? It was disgusting and awesome all at the same time. People were dancing with all their might then. And just ask yourself, when was the last time you worshiped with all your might? We focus on that verse, Psalms 34a, that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, we forget the second part of it. The second part is, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Refuge is a place of safety. It's a place of protection from danger. And so what we read in the Bible there is that God promises us, if we take refuge in him, in the presence of our enemy, when we're under attack, we will be blessed, not just protected, but God will bless us when we taste and see that he is good. So a lot of the times when we face the enemy, this is, this is such a trip, and this is so, why the enemy is so clever and so successful. Because when we face an attack of the enemy, we fight the enemy with the enemy's weapons. So we have something going on in our life, whatever it is, fill, it in, fill in the blank for you, and we fight it with worry, with stress, with anxiety. We lose faith. We go to alcohol, drugs, pornography. We verbally abuse our spouse or our children all weapons of the enemy. And it forms this vicious cycle over and over because we're being attacked and we're using the enemy's weapons to try and fight the enemy. And we wonder why we're not seeing anything. All of those things are complete opposite of what Jesus tells us to do. Do not worry. Do not be anxious for anything. Do not fear. What does he tell us to do? Sit at my table and eat and taste and see that I am good in the presence of my enemies. I've got that. You don't worry about that. You just taste and see. You just taste and see. You feast. I want you to be filled up. Take refuge in me. Stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying to do it on your own. Acts chapter 16, verse 22. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, apostles for Jesus. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, not just a little flogged, not just a little bit, but severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Notice they weren't saying, God, this isn't fair. God, when is this gonna end? They were praying and singing hymns to God. Here's an important part of the story. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Paul could have easily said in that moment, this isn't fair, this isn't right. I'm a Roman citizen, you can't do this to me. And he could have gotten out of it. But he took the chains, he took the beating because other people were watching him. And if we wanna really make a difference in our own lives and those around us, 
We need, to be, we need to stop being worried about what is so unfair in our lives. And what is so insanely righteously unfair is that God saved us. And the moment that we start worshiping him in the presence of our enemies, the people that are watching us, their chains are gonna break. Our chains are gonna break. It's not just about me in my situation worshiping God. It's about all of us. And all of our chains are gonna become broken. But we can't sit in our cell and whine and complain and say, God, I'll worship you as long as you get me out of here. You know, so I'm gonna worship you now. I'm gonna worship you now. And these chains that are on me, they will break in Jesus' name. But it's not even about that now. It's about your goodness in my life. And I know that I have a spot in heaven and there is a table for me with a plate in front of me and I'm gonna taste and see that you are good for all of eternity. That's what it's about. It's time that we taste and see. It is time that we feast this morning on the goodness of God. I am tired of Beaches Chapel being in a famine. It's over. It's over. For those that are, for those that are new this morning, we're visiting. I want, I want to, I want to speak specifically to you. Beaches Chapel is known for worship. It's not, not because of anybody up here, because it was known and worship before anybody up here and the people before them. It's just something that God has anointed here at Beaches Chapel. It's what we do, it's what we love, it's what we know how to do. But we're gonna learn how to do it better too. But for those that are new this morning, let me say this. You don't have to understand a move of God. You just have to trust it. You just have to trust it. I've grown up here my entire life, 39 years, and I cannot explain a move of God, nor do I want to, because then it becomes a move of James. And that's not what we're interested in. And so, if you're new this morning and this is radical to you, trust it. If God is telling you to do something that you've never done before, trust it. Trust it because he wants you to feast as much as he wants the next person and the person in front of you and behind you. This is about all of us. Not just today, but every Sunday going forward and every weekday in between. We are going to be a people where our witness and our testimony is that in the presence of our enemies, we worship God and the chains will break in Jesus' name. Amen. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to step aside. I don't need to speak anymore. We're going to let God move. So let's stand back up this morning and let's end the feast or let's end the famine. Let's start the feast. No more fear. No more anxiety. We're not going to look at the enemy around us. We're going to worship the Lord and we're going to let him move. Come on. It's time in Jesus' name. We're going to taste and we're going to see that the Lord is good. Come